Dr. Brown Guy Radio is Eichelberger Farms of Wayland, Iowa presents Waco Basketball. We are on the phone with Coach Kitzel, and I have uh, been informing him, and I don't know which poll it is, has uh, Waco rated number one in the state. Uh, Max Prep has you rated as the 21st best team in the whole state. Uh, uh, welcome to the program, Coach. No, thanks for having me on. I always like talking about Waco Warrior Basketball. It's an exciting time. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since we had you on. Uh, we talked a little bit before the, the Winfield game, which you grinded out a a, a real hard-fought win there. Uh, Odie, uh, uh, the pain from Ukraine there seemed to uh, uh, put the team on his shoulders right there at the end of that game and hit a bunch of threes and, and put you over the top. But uh, uh, catch us up with, with that game and then moving forward to where you're at right now. Yeah, that was a great matchup for us. We were looking forward to that. Uh, that's a county rivalry just about 10 minutes away from uh, the Waco High School and the Winfield High School. And so they won the North Conference last year. And so we were playing in the South. So we were looking forward to that matchup. This kind of a good measuring stick here early on. And it was a great game. Uh, we came out on top 42 to 38. Uh, the shooting for both teams, I'd like to say the defense influenced it. So it wasn't at the best, but uh, we had, like he's talked about, Odie Steffenshoot came up big and hit four threes for us in the second half. Uh, and uh, really offensively was the difference in the game for us. Uh, we were able to out-rebound them. We had 18 offensive rebounds, so they're 12. Uh, and that's a good, uh, just a good commentary for our team as far as we take great pride in our rebounding. Uh, also at the end of the game there, uh, Cody Graber and his long arms had three big blocks uh, to kind of prevent the Wolves from coming back on us. So uh, it was a great team game. Uh, we're still trying to, at that point, we're still trying to catch up with our offense, but our effort and our defense right now, I think uh, they're just doing a great job there. Our players are right now. Yeah. Uh, then uh, you come to Kyoto and had a, a, a real great game. We had Odie as the player of the game there against Winfield, and we had him as the player of the game off the bench. We gave uh, Graber the get player of the game. He, he doesn't always – one of the reasons uh, uh, Andy McGuire picked him, he says, is this guy does so much and doesn't get talked about enough or doesn't get noticed enough. So we tagged him as the player of the game. Uh, his long arms really help you out, don't they? They do. He's a, we press for as long as we can, and uh, right now, like I said, we're a deep team, so that could be the whole game if we needed to. Uh, squeezed in between Winfield and Kyoto, we played Columbus, and we came away with an 86-23 to victory there, and Cody had a big game for us against Columbus. He had 19 points, 9 rebounds, 5 blocks, and 2 dunks, which uh, his dad, Tim Graber, uh, said, I didn't know he could do that, and so he was surprising not only uh, the crowd that night, but uh, his father. Uh, so that was a big game in between the two. And then we went into Kyoto on Saturday night. Uh, after that, we had a lot of confidence going into Kyoto. Uh, we knew they were ready to play us. And so we came out ready to play. And our defense really, I thought, was uh, picked it up a notch. We were able to force 26 turnovers from the Eagles. Uh, we were just active. Our hands were, it seemed like they were everywhere. We had 29 deflections during that contest. And we were able to turn that into offense for us. It ended up a 70 to 36 final. Uh, but I think the speed of the game, we kind of sped up Kyoto probably, and they like to play fast, but we got them going even faster, I think, where they were uncomfortable on the offensive end and ended up being 0 for 21 for threes that night. So great defensive effort, team effort by our kids that night. Well, you guys, uh, 
showed Kyoto a full court press uh, at a level that they had never seen and uh, uh, seemed to do better in the second half, particularly in the fourth quarter. They they, they improved. I know uh, you had a lot of uh, of your bench playing, but uh, um, uh, talk to us about that full court press and uh, 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 why teams struggle with it. Well, I think for us, just having a large amount of uh, athletes that can play several different positions are kind of interchangeable. Uh, really, it's to our advantage against a lot of teams where we can put that full court press on and just keep it on for long periods of time because our bench that you were talking about, we have uh, Odie Steffenshoot, Mason Miller, uh, and we have Chase Waterhouse coming off our bench currently. So they come in and we don't really miss a beat when they take the floor. They're just as effective defensively and offensively. And so that's just a almost a spark when the other team starts to kind of wear down there a little bit, maybe in the first quarter, we, we come with three fresh bodies right at you again, and we just continue to put fresh bodies on the floor. And so Isaac Oswald and Reese Oswald play the front of that press. They start out and they're just so active. Like I said, we had 29 deflections. The majority of those were from Isaac and Reese. And like I said, then you bring Mason and Odie off the bench, and they have another 13 deflections. Uh, and those just lead to turnovers, and those turnovers lead to easy baskets at the other end. So Hunter Hughes ended up with five steals, eight assists that game, and 17 points. Uh, Odie Stephan shoot, another double-digit game for him, 12 points to go with four assists. And then you're talking about Cody was your player of the game. Well, he's on the back of that press, so he doesn't get a lot of the advantage of those easy baskets. And so in the half court, he earned his eight points. Uh, but on the backside, he had only had three blocks that game, but he's just such a presence back there. I know uh, last year when we played Kyoto, he had, I believe, eight blocks. And so him being back there, alter shots. Kids are aware when they go in there, they have a long-armed Cody Graber to contend with. And so he influences as many shots as he blocks. And so that's probably another big reason our press is effective because you can't get those easy shots at the end of it when you have uh, – Cody Graber back there and Chase Waterhouse, two big bodies that aren't going to give up those easy layups on the back end. Yeah, uh, he does a lot of things that you don't see in the scorebook, you know, the blocking out, the positioning, you know, uh, being there for uh, uh, rebounds or, or, or to take on a couple other players so someone else gets the rebound. Uh, uh, you definitely – and you see the team you, – you see things uh, live that you don't see maybe uh, watching it on YouTube uh, and uh, – he, he was very impressive, but uh, I was also impressed with uh, Reese Oswald uh, as as quite a spark off the bench. I don't know if he had a, a particularly good game or uh, if he's if he's really blossoming into a, a really nice player. Yeah, Reese averaged about nine points for us last year, uh, coming off the bench, and then Mason Miller about halfway through the season rolled his ankle, and so Reese finished the year as a starter for us, and has really started for us this year. Uh, recently he came down with a little illness, so he didn't get to play against Highland. But Reese is one of those kids, like I said, he's just got a knack to see where the ball's at and find the ball. And so uh, he's one of our best three-point shooters, most accurate shooters. And so uh, he just brings a lot of energy, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He's a great team player. And so his older brother, Isaac, is having a great season for us right now. He's shooting close to 50% for threes. Uh, the, he's I think the last two games he's had seven steals in each of those contests. And so uh, both of those boys are just, like I said, very coachable. They're the typical kid you get here at Waco. So it's great having those guys on the team. 
Well, we've got a little bit of breaking news here. Uh, your game with Hillcrest Academy is uh, going to be rescheduled, isn't it? Yes. Uh, right now you have all this illness going through, and it seems to be affecting the north schools a lot more than the uh, south schools right now. And so they didn't have enough players, and so we're going to reschedule that game, I believe, for January 12th, which is a Thursday night. And so that's a big game for us. Uh, Coach Gingrich is doing a great job up there, as he always does. He's got some good players, and so if we're going to play, uh, we want to make sure that we're playing them at full strength and have a good contest for our kids playing a big game like that. And so we're looking forward to that. We're disappointed we didn't get to play it tonight. Uh, but we'd rather play them, like I said, at full strength than half strength and not get a good ball game in. So we look forward to games like that, like with Kyoto and uh, uh, Hillcrest. We have, like I said, two quality coaches that run a quality program. Well, everybody's, you know, you guys there on the north side, they're always talking about Waco. They're always talking about Winfield. They're in the south side. They're talking about the Danvilles and the uh, the New Londons. But every, but I, I think they ought to be uh, spending some breath on the Hillcrest Academy. Uh, they seem to be a, a team right on the bubble of being, uh, uh, you know, one of the real top teams in the area. And uh, uh, they've had a pretty exciting season. What, what can you tell us about their team? Well, sometimes you kind of uh, get spoiled a little bit. And I think uh, Dwight Gingrich up there is a great coach. He's done it, done it for so many years that sometimes this – people take that for granted that they're going to have a good team and they don't really appreciate all the hard work that the kids are putting in and coach Gingrich is putting in to make that a successful program. And so uh, they don't beat themselves. They're going to be fundamentally sound. Uh, you have Grant Bender up there, a senior who's having a great season this year. He's a high energy kid. And uh, when he's on the floor, you notice him because he's playing, you know, full speed all the time. And so he really looks good out there. And then you have a, Another Oars kid, I think it's Seth, who's doing a nice job from at the point guard. He's like I said, he's shooting close to fifty percent for threes, and he's a kid you gotta be aware of on the offensive end where he's at at all times because he can he can light it up. And so they have another senior, I believe it's Luke Schrock, uh, and he's playing like a senior. He's doing all those little things that uh, you appreciate that from a player that's been in your program for four years. He's playing defense. He's playing offense. Uh, he's making good decisions, making good cuts. And so they've got some younger players coming up now that are filling in those other spots. And so, like I said, Coach Gingrich always always gets the most out of his players. And so he's going to throw different things at you. And uh, it's not just going to be, oh, here they're playing man the whole game. They're going to throw zone at you. They're going to throw a full court press at you. Uh, he does anything that he can put his kids in a place to succeed. And so, like I said, they're, they're what you talk about when you talk about, you know, great programs there at Hillcrest. And so we always enjoy playing them and getting the victory last year meant a lot for our program here at Waco. Well, the, the season is still very young and all the teams are improving, including your team. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, tell me about some of the schedule that you have left and some of the conference and non-conference games that, uh, uh, our teams that maybe will be able to give you a little challenge. Yeah, I mean, basketball, you know, in Southeast Iowa, every game's a challenge. Every game, you know, somebody can come in and they can knock you off. It just depends if they are shooting well that night and how you're shooting. And so that's one of the great things about basketball. It's, it can be a competitive contest any night. And so uh, to finish off pr before Christmas here, Monday night, we'll uh, have we'll host Sigourney here and Mitch Eslick up there has his team playing well. 
Uh, you know, they were very competitive with Kyoto earlier in the season, and they've ran off a few wins here as of late. And so we'll host them on Monday night. And then Tuesday night, we'll go up to Lone Tree and we'll take on Tom Squires and the Lone Tree Lions. And he has them, I believe, at five and four. They just had a very competitive game with Eliza Muscatine, I know, the other night. And so, like I said, Tom's been doing this for a long time, too, and he's had some great teams. And so uh, they know what they're doing, and they're going to come out, and they're going to play hard. And so you got to be ready to play uh, anytime you travel to any place here in the Northeast or North or South Super Conference. Uh, after break, uh, we'll pick up those games with Hillcrest, uh, and those will be great matchups here. Uh, we also have a non-conference game early on against New London, who's uh, who lost their first game to Van Buren, I believe, this year, but they've won uh, four or five, and so they're they're right where they usually are, you know, the top of the Southeast Iowa Super Conference, and they have a big game tonight. I know uh, with West Burlington, who's undefeated in the South, so. Uh, We've got plenty of challenges coming up here after Christmas. And like I said, uh, hopefully by that time we'll be 100% healthy. We're still waiting for Simeon Reichenbach to come back and uh, join the team after a knee injury during football. And so we haven't pushed that. He's been kind of going at his own pace and uh, he's looking better every practice. And so that's just going to be one more weapon we're going to have after Christmas break uh, for teams to prepare for. And so he'll just fit right into that style we're playing right now, now with fast-paced athletes that are going to get after you for four quarters of basketball. Yeah, he's going to be a big plus. I was going to ask you about that. Now, uh, you say you're playing Van Buren. Uh, they have a, a kid, uh, I think his last name is Jackson, that uh, uh, he put 36 points up on uh, New London. He's averaging 21 or some points a game. Uh, uh, he's a serious talent, isn't he? He is. He's a senior this year, and he's been their, he's been their man the last four years. And so uh, come into his senior year, uh, he's, I think he's living up to the expectations that he's had. They've had for him since he's been starting down there as a freshman. So, yeah, he's a good player down there at Van Buren. We don't get to see them unless it's in a crossover in the Super Conference. I know they knocked off New London, like you said earlier. Uh, we have a similar player up here. I think nobody's really talking about it yet, but over at Wise Muscatine, uh, I can't remember his first name right now off the top, but a Northrop kid, he's averaging over 20 points a game and playing really well for uh, Wise and Muscatine, and we'll get them after break. And so that'll be a challenge for us. They have uh, this Northrop kid, he's about 6'2", yeah, uh, junior, I saw and he's it. doing really well. Yeah, he, we played uh, Kyoto. I called the game, and he, he played against Kyoto. I think he's number 25, and, and uh, he's a big big part of their offense. And uh, – uh, they seem to have uh, uh, put a string of wins together here recently, too. Yeah, there's a lot of great players, a lot of great teams around here. And uh, uh, you guys seem to be leading the way. Um, is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about, Coach? No, it's just been, like I said, a great season for us starting out here. I was a little worried coming out of football that we might be a little sluggish, but our offense is starting to uh, match the effort and energy we're getting on defense. And so that's good to see. And like I said, the Waco community is always supporting us and uh, just a great place to, like I said, raise your kids and be involved with at the high school level. Our girls program's playing really well, and I think our wrestlers took two or three dual meets at uh, Eliza Muscatine last night. So it's a great time to be a warrior. A lot of good things going on. Well, uh, speaking of the girls' team, uh, Round Guy Radio had the privilege of uh, seeing Ella Kissel. Is that your daughter? That is my daughter. That's my youngest. Well, yeah, she got the thousand points there on uh, Round Guy Radio Game of the Week, and uh, 
That was quite an honor. Could you uh, talk a little bit about her career that led up to a, a thousand points uh, very early in the season? Yeah, she's she's been playing since she was a freshman, and so uh, so she's had a starting role here the last couple of years for the Warriors here and Coach Lisa Graber, and so uh, she got to celebrate her thousandth point over at Kyoto, and that's a big accomplishment uh, for Ella. Uh, that's all of her hard work, you know, being displayed there, and so it's all part of being a. Uh, like I said, part of that Waco program that Lisa Graber's developing on the girls' side. And so they're fun to watch, too. And they should uh, come out of break here. Like I said, in a highly competitive north, they should be one of the challengers. Uh, they had a great game with Winfield earlier on. And so uh, they ended up just a little short of the scoreboard that night. Uh, but I'm sure that that next game at our place will be a great game to be a part of, both on the boys' and the girls' side. And so... Uh, yeah, Ella's had a great, great start to her senior campaign, and I couldn't be more proud of her as a parent and as like a, a coach on the side there. Well, uh, that Winfield Mount Union is is ranked seventeenth in this poll that has you guys rated number one. Uh, that that uh, you you coach uh, uh, the girls basketball coach's uh, son, and she coaches your daughter. That seems to be a, a fair and even trade, doesn't it? It, it is. It is. Uh, they're both long athletes and they're both having great seasons so far for the program. So the nice thing is I can watch her game before ours. And then uh, there's no pressure of me having to like uh, coach her up because I know she's got good hands there with uh, Coach Graber and Coach Alvin directing her. And then I get to enjoy the boys game and Coach uh, Cody Graber, Lisa's son. And like I said, he's having a really good start to his senior year also. Yeah, he's a great player and does does a lot. Uh, well, you guys, uh, Warrior Cast. Let's mention the YouTube and uh, you got a gal and a guy calling the the, the games, uh, and they seem to be doing a pretty great job. Who is that? Yeah, right now we have Alex Cardenas does a lot of our basketball coverage, and so he does a great job. Uh, and that's just kind of his thing in the fall. He's an assistant coach. I'm sorry, he's an assistant coach in the fall for our football program, does a great job there. And then uh, he does our warrior cast in the winter. And then he's actually a soccer coach over at Fairfield in the spring. So he's pretty busy all the time. I'm glad he has time to call our warrior cast along with Michelle Wade, who is our fall AD here at Waco. And then she's also our business teacher. And so we're trying to figure out ways that we can include more kids and more students in that program uh, up at Kyoto. We had Isaac Egley call the game, and he's a eighth grader this year, and you'll be hearing more about him as his uh, basketball career progresses here at Waco. He'll probably be a uh, part of the future here as we move forward on the basketball court, not just calling the game. So I think he enjoyed that. And, yeah, it's just something that we're trying to put together to allow teams to or allow parents to enjoy our teams this winter season. Well, I also saw you guys had uh, a couple student, a uh, couple gals doing a little newscast or something. Yep, yep. That's a part of our new, as we try to see how we can use more, the technology more and more in our school, we have something called the Blue Crew, which is being headed up by our uh, instructional coach and Waco alum, Renee Reichenbach. And so her and Kaylin Duvall are... Uh, cross-country coach and he's our technology coach have put together this little newscast 
which other schools have done in the past, but then we also put that into our uh, WarriorCast feed at halftime so you can get a quick update what's going on at Waco. And uh, that, they looked like they did a really nice job, excellent job uh, during the Kyoto game from the portion I saw. Looked like they did a great job. I think it was Grace Coble, uh, a senior here in Avery Waterhouse that did the news report. And so they brought a lot of energy to that. And uh, this is another way to stay in touch with what's going on at Waco. Yeah, I, I was impressed with it. I've always been. You guys do sports, and and all your coverage of your uh, like uh, seemed like there was a musical program or something on there recently. Yep, we put our winter concert on there. Now I didn't do any commentary for that. I let the music <laughs> and the performances speak for themselves. They did a great job under the uh, first year direction of Micah Peck, our new and music instructor. He does the choir and the band, and they had a jazz band. Uh, performance also, which is the first time in a few years that we've been able to get enough interest in jazz band. And then uh, Holly Rayner is our second year here at as our orchestra, and they just do this is quality stuff. Uh, packed house, uh, like I said, the community supports those programs, and uh, our kids step up and perform. So well, it's great to see your kids honor your community with the the. There's just. I mean, I don't. They maybe not win every single game, but they always give such good effort, and it's uh, always a privilege to watch them. And they set such a fine example for anybody that's uh, uh, wants to play sports. Waco, uh, watch how those kids play, and uh, they got great coaches, they got great facilities, they got a great community, and uh, it, it it all puts together along with the community support for for a great well. I want to thank Eichelberger Farms for uh, sponsoring Waco Warriors basketball. I want to thank, congratulate you and your team on this tremendously high ranking. Uh, uh, certainly well-deserved uh, some credit for the whatever short season that you've had. You played a lot of uh, really tough teams and come out on top. What is the record so far? Uh, right now we're 6-0 and on the year. and so uh... What's the conference record? In the conference, we are four and zero. So four and zero in the conference, six and zero overall. Had some big wins outside the conference, some big wins in the conference. Uh, 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 enough to impress everybody. Uh, no game tonight, right? No game tonight. It's kind of disappointing, but uh, like I said, we'll start back up Monday and Tuesday to finish our pre-Christmas schedule. We'll play at home versus Sigourney on Monday night. And that'll be a quad starting at 4.30. So our JV teams will play first, followed by our varsity girls, followed by the varsity boys. And then Tuesday night, we travel to Lone Tree for another quad where the JV will play. And then the varsity girls and the varsity boys will follow that up. So two more solid programs we get to play before Christmas break. So we're looking forward to those challenges. A bit of hoops galore. Well, Coach, thank you so much for Taking a little time out for the Round Guy Radio listeners. Uh, uh, the Waco Warrior Round Guy listeners are a mighty big group over there. So uh, we try to keep them happy. And, no, uh, I appreciate talking Warrior basketball. I know you, have, you do have a lot of listeners over here. They like to hear from you about all the teams, not just Waco. Well, I want to mention uh, uh, we're, we were uh, basically the number one producer of content in the world last year of uh, for podcasters and uh, our goal to be a radio station has come a little bit more into fruition lately as uh, uh, we partnered with uh, John Bain, who just did a, a episode right there on the Waco campus uh, with something called L sips or, or it's a coffee thing that's run by some 
gals from Waco School. Yep, that's a teacher and a former associate here, Tina Conwell and Julie Clutt. They have JT Sips, and yeah, they operate out of a truck, and uh, we get people from all over that will come and uh, enjoy their coffee and drinks, and yeah, that's been a big draw here lately. And then you can find them all over the county. Well, uh, his, his job is to do all the not sports stuff, you know. Uh, he's going to different businesses and just highlighting them and, and doing some Christmas programming and, and things. And then we've got Steve Pilchin, the round guy, uh, is back. Uh, he's feeling better, and uh, he got us an interview with Pablo Lopez of the Miami Marlins. Uh, and he got uh, uh, Paul Mercurio, who's coming to uh, uh, the Funny Bone tonight and tomorrow in Des Moines, and he played us a little message from Paul McCartney. So uh, between that and the Santa Claus episode, we've been getting some pretty good guests. And, and of course, the Iowa's number one ranked Waco Warriors coach here. Uh, uh, it, it, it's all at a pretty high level right now. Well, we'll try to keep performing for you so we can uh, keep those ratings up for you. So that's good stuff to talk about. All right. Well, thanks for being with us, Coach. Oh, thank you.